Coming to you live from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios, it's the Cigar Pulpit. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn, Nick, and with me, as always, Gator. And today, we are going to be smoking another selection from the July My Monthly Cigar. I need to get one more sip. Are you good now? Very thirsty. Very heavy breathing going on. So today we're going to be smoking the Diesel Crucible. Yes. It is a 6x52 Toro. This comes to us from MyMonthlyCigars.com. I, I said that. Okay. You know, featuring a Nicaraguan <laughs> Habano wrapper, an Esteli Habano binder. Oh my God, you can really taste the Esteli. Filler tobacco from the Nicaraguan Jalapa Valley, and it's Habano. My foot's on your car. Um, It is. And then uh, this cigar is actually... It is a diesel, but it's by AJ Fernandez. Ooh, so spicy little bastard. I don't know, hmm. but keep that in mind. What is, is with your... Fernandez doing all these collaborations? Uh, gets his name out it's there a, a thing. lot. Gets his name out there a lot. So hold on, let me get mine out of the cellophane. <sighs> there we go. Well, that was surprisingly quick. <laughs> I didn't want to be obnoxious. <laughs> you? No. So, we're sitting out in Nick's carport. I've got my foot up on his Nissan logo on his car. It's true. You do. Really thought that would bother you more than it is. No. Should take a picture of that. And- Here, here's the thing, Jeff. You've got your naked foot up on the front end of my car there, and you're acting as if I should be bothered by it, but I'm thinking about all the dead bugs that are spattered all over the front end of my car. That no, I know. I'm like, trying to wipe them off for you. You're just, you're just putting your foot all over. Here, so, look. Like a know. wiper. Realistically, I'm like, that's gross, but hey, that's that's your foot, not mine. You know, I'm grounding myself on the grill of your car. Okay. Yeah. I don't really quite know. I don't think that's how that works at all. I don't think so either, but (laughs) trying to get the foot band off this cigar. Having an issue? Not proving easy. I am covered in flies. Uh, yeah. They're uh, swarming. Not gonna lie, it looks like one of those Sally Struthers commercials out here. (laughs) Oh my god! For three dollars a day. You two can, you two sponsor, can sponsor the cigar pulpit. <laughs> I mean, it's it's bad. Um, I don't know what it is. I don't know. This summer, man, it's been really interesting. You and I actually mentioned this uh, just in, in private conversation amongst ourselves, that um, the moths and everything at night have been almost have non-existent. Been non-existent yeah. because we got that frost kind of around Memorial A Day. A really late freeze, yeah. Right around Memorial Day. But yet, uh, what we have in abundance are flies and mosquitoes. Yes. Common house flies. And they're annoying. And yes. I really want to get myself one of those electric fly swatters. Those you know, are fun. So I can just knock them out of the sky. Yeah. I want to get one of those little salt guns. Oh. Because you can shoot them with the little salt pellets. Oh. Yeah. Okay. We could really weaponize the cigar pulpit, you know, for the little critters. We probably need to think about weaponizing the we cigar do, pulpit. We do, yeah. That's, that's been on the agenda for a while now. There needs to be some sort of, like, <laughs> arsenal that at, well, any I've given, got mine. at any given moment we could just, you know. Because I'm watching four flies just flying around in a little pattern right there. I mean, it's just. You know they're plotting against oh, you. Oh, my God. They're going to carry me away. Yeah. You know. How's your uh, mosquito population over here? Thick. Yeah. 
thick. Yeah, I just saw one fly by you, actually. Did, uh, moth or mosquito? Mosquito. Or fly? Yep, mosquito. Oh well, that's unfortunate. Yes. I'm trying to remember where my bug spray is. Yeah, I don't see it on the table. I don't think I'm prepared for this. No. Well, I might get chewed up. Anyway, so why don't we go ahead and cut our cigars? Let's do it. And the official cutting is brought to you by Dan the Man Ponder over at Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri. You got that right. We actually, full disclosure, we're just talking to Dan the Man. Literally. Right before we hit record. Had a three-way call with Dan the Man. We did. We did. The only three-way we've ever had with Dan that I remember. Dear God. <laughs> that you remember. <laughs> My, thankfully, we've never had tequila so, over sorry, at Dan's Dan. place because, sorry, Dan. let's be real, we all know how Jeff gets on tequila. Hey, now, so, that was a one and out. Um, <clears throat> anyway. The story I'm sticking to. Point is, we are just on the phone with Dan the Man, and we were plotting out some pretty good stuff, guys. Um, let's just put it this way. You remember how we did that really awesome event last year at Dan's place? Uh-huh. Yeah. You may want to, like, I don't know. Keep some time free this fallish, middle of maybe September, early October, mid September. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say maybe back half of September. Maybe keep keep maybe some, right in the middle somewhere. Keep some time yeah. available just in case. You know, maybe some announcements are made. T B D. You know, we're not we're not saying for sure, but uh, we we're not are. saying. We're just saying. We're just saying. Yeah. So anyway, but guys. Riverman Cigar Company. He's got a badass humidor full of all kinds of cigars that he you does. want. He does. He does. He's got the Aladinos. He's got the Padromos. He's got the the uh, uh, Martinez. He's got... He has probably got the biggest selection of Crown Head cigars in St. Louis. Yeah. Have you realized that? Yeah. Like, walking around, he's got all those... Ca- he's got the walk-in humidor, but he's got a ton of the stand-up cabinet humidors, too. And that one humidor... Is like all crown heads. He's probably got the biggest selection of crown heads going back well, quite a ways. And that's what will throw you when you go to Dan's place is you go in the humidor and you think, hey, this is a nice humidor. But then he's got all these cabinets all full the of cabinets. sticks. And yeah, you can't he's just look in the humidor. He's got the whole walkway back to the lounge. Exactly. Is nothing but cigar cabinets. You can't cabinets. just look in the humidor. You got to look through all of it. I make that mistake. See, I do the opposite. I patrol the cabinets and then I'm like, okay. oh, wait, I need to go in the humidor too. Yep. You know, so yeah, you got to make sure you hit the whole thing. Take it, it all in. Exactly. Take it all in. Yeah, that's what she said. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so that's Riverman Cigar Company. And guys, if you're in the St. Louis area, swing on by. Say hi to Dan and Cindy and Little John and everybody. But if you're not in the St. Louis area, you can give Dan a call. He does mail order. He, he does. Get a box of cigars sent to you right away. And uh, you can be enjoying what he's got for you to smoke. So Darn right. Give Dan over there at Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri, a call today. And so with that, it is now time that we go ahead and cut the cigar. Oh, God, Jeff. Oh, oh God. Jeff dropped a nuclear bomb on me here. You know when it's out here in the wind. Oh, God. You have this pungent aroma of like rotten eggs, spoiled meat, and like milk, <laughs> and it's just so my insides rotting gross. out. Gross! It's just so gross. <laughs> oh uh, my god! See, I like my own brand. No, that oh, it's gross, man. 
Oh, I want to fire this goddamn thing up. Let's see what you're getting on your cigar now. I want to fire this thing up in the worst possible way just so that I can get some, like, smoke aroma going. Ah. All right. So, yes, cold draw on the diesel crucible. Mm. I went straight cut. (coughs) Coughing on the cold draw there, huh? You know what? I... (laughs) It's been happening to me for about six months now. I go to do a cold draw, and it, like, sucks all the moisture out of my mouth all at the same time. It's just the weirdest thing. Weird. Yeah, it really is. Do you get anything on the cold draw? Because I get something. What are you getting? It's that raisiny sweetness, man. Yeah. It's just that raisiny. It's raisiny. Oh, wait. That's not not us. No, it's not us. Okay. Yeah. Um, (laughs) That's not us. Not us. Cold it, retro. It is a box press. It is it is the third and final box press out of this. Uh, my well, the raisins box. distinct. Oh, it's very distinct. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, strong with this cigar. Did you do the cold retro? No, you should try. Well, that's too bad because I already started lighting oh, the cigar. You bastard! It's I, amazing uh, how strong the raisin is on that. Borrow your lighter. Hmm. I'm over these flies already. They're buzzing around my Oh, legs. I know. They're everywhere. So, the... Uh, Where's your thermosel? Does that run the flies off? I just don't the believe that runs the flies off. I think just the mosquitoes. And I'm already out of fluid for it. Oh. That sucks balls. Yeah. That's the problem with it, man, is that... That, the that fluid, lighter and the hot fluid and all that is... Uh, Stupid expensive. It's the thing you burn through quick. Yeah. So, okay, I'm lit up here, and I'll tell you right off the bat, there is some spice. Are you getting that? Mm-hmm. Are you not? Ooh, yeah, on the retro hail. I, I, have, I haven't even attempted it, because I'm, yeah. taste, I'm tasting it on the tongue. Yeah. So I know that the retro hail is going to be, like, I can feel it in the back of my throat. Did you, by the way, yeah. since we're in this part of the show here, mm-hmm. did you see that I had a parishioner backing me up on the parishioner page? <laughs> Jesus. On the cigar we did Tuesday about the uh the like lighter fluid taste. Oh, I did. Yep. Who was that? I don't know. You could get out of your phone and look. I am sack. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still recovering from that retro hail. A lot of spice and pepper on the retro hail. Yeah. Like early on here. This this cigar has that AJ Fernandez punch. Yeah, it does. You know? It definitely, definitely agreed. Does. Now, okay, guys, I feel the need to give the need for speed. No, oh, sorry, my I bad. I feel the need to give an honest update about the digger from last yes. episode. Yes. So when we concluded last episode, Jeff and I were about halfway through the digger. Yes, we left the hill, and we did. I will admit that. I was driving back to Illinois and quickly realized the need the need for something to eat. Um, the digger was starting to hit me, like I was feeling lightheaded, and more than anything, my gut was kind of hurting. And so, I I did go and find some food, but by the way, it was Trent Smith who backed me up on the uh, Natural Libre. There you anyway. go. But um, thank you, Trent. I did find some food, but I'm not gonna lie, guys. I had to give up the ghost on the digger with the uh, final third because when I hit that final third, 
the spice level on that cigar ramped up significantly. And I like spice. I mean, you guys know me. I like spice. But yeah, think how I felt. But that by that point, I was. I mean, I was swimming. How does that he cigar? Smoke four or five of those a digger, day. The digger kicked my ass. Yeah, is I, I. I'm just gonna admit it. The digger kicked my ass. I made and it halfway through, and quite frankly, I still have it in the Jeep, meaning to circle back on it, and halfway? I haven't had the guts to do See, it. I at least made it to the final third. No, I, got, I made it within the final we, third. We walked out of uh, the hill. Yeah, and I I put it out. Oh, see, I just I let it go it the out the way back to Illinois. No, I got, I couldn't. I got to the final third, but like I said, that spice level and everything was just too much. You realize how much spicier that cigar is. I'm be not man enough for that cigar. Go, I admit to it. Relight that thing. I know, I know, and that's why I haven't. Have you noticed that when you relight cigars, yes. that the spice level like yep. ramps up significantly? I usually try to clear the tube so it doesn't have any like. You know, janky smoke, like well, yeah. messing with the flavors and stuff. But yeah, the cigars will, as a rule, ramp back up pretty hard. Well, that one's going to suck when you go back to it. For dude. me, it will. Um. So anyway, so yeah, I just, you know, more power to our buddy Strong. Uh, he's smoking he's four more to five man than I am. Day. There's no goddamn way on earth I could do that. I mean. The could you one- smoke one of those a day? <sighs> Dude, I didn't want to smoke another cigar the rest of the day. I know. You even called me and told me that. Yeah. And you I never like, do that. I was like, I think I'm done. Yeah. I'm like, I think that cigar wiped me out for the day. Mm-hmm. You know? And it was that was a lot. That was a lot of cigar. Yeah. But. Well, hell, it would have been a three-hour smoke. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. Potent. It was indeed. It was a uh, full-to-full cigar. Definitely yeah. a full cigar. Yeah. So. What are you getting on the Diesel Crucible? I'm not going to lie. This is not the pepper bomb I thought it was going to be. It's got some pepper to it. The pepper, I mean, it hits you real hard in the very, very beginning, yep. just like an AJ Fernandez. But now that I've gotten into it a little bit, it does seem to be, it's there. It's mellowed. It's very present, yeah. but it has pulled back a little bit. Yeah. Smoke production on it's really good. Draw on it's really good. Burn, burn line, line on it's pretty good yep i mean realistically it's actually a really good cigar i like it this would be in your wheelhouse for sure it's just a box press though you gotta get over that Mm. not everything you put in your mouth can be you know big and round what the hell (laughs) just what the hell (sighs) anyway nick you sucked me into a vortex of stupid <laughs> about an hour and a half ago. We we should have already been done recording. It's true. And we sat I had down. I started a movie when Jeff got here, and why I did was you do all, that to why, me? I was all prepared to turn it off, and then you were you got sucked into it. And uh, the level of ignorance. The whole time we were watching, I was ready to pause it and turn it off, and. You kept wanting, and you're like, let's give this a few more minutes. And the then by the time it was all done, we watched of it. stupid in this movie. It was America. was life-sucking. America, the motion picture, now available on Netflix. Guys, this is amazing. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It's amazing. Some poor bastard out there is going to think that that's actually history. I mean, I hope not. I hope not, too. But... It was awesome. I don't even know how much detail we can go into without being giant spoilers. 
But like Olivia Munn is one of the voices. So, Channing so, Tatum is okay. one of the voices. It's, it's the story of the revolution. No, it's not. And so you've got George Washington and his lifelong friend Abraham Lincoln. Okay, first problem right there. <laughs> they, they, they they were hanging out. They never overlapped. And then, you know, Benedict Arnold, he took out all the founding fathers at the signing of the Declaration of Independence. That didn't happen. You know, well, he did. He did. And then from there. It's very revisionist. From there. George Washington has to team up with his awesome team of Sam Adams, who is a Bruce Willing brosif who belongs to a frat because, I mean, let's be honest, it was really funny. And then uh, Paul Revere, who was evidently raised by horses. It's something, yes. Something along those no lines. No human friends, for um, sure. Thomas Edison, who is actually a Chinese girl who's yep. all into science, played by Olivia Munn. I and, love her um, so much. And Geronimo. Ever since the, the she Indian. wore the Princess Leia bikini on uh, Attack of the Show. Chauvinist. I have been all in for Olivia Munn. Just being a chauvinist, dude. You've seen it, right? I have, but you're just being a creepy guy. She's beautiful. I mean, I'm just saying. You know what? I think it She's would be. She's more than just a metal bikini, Jeff. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, She's everything God. under the metal bikini. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She was also topless in Magic Mike, for anybody out there that didn't know that. Anyway, the point is, so she's... The only reason to watch that movie. Then there's uh, Geronimo, the Indian tracker. He uh, he was part of their, their Avengers-like team, and they had to team up and fight. It was Avengers-like. Oh, yeah, especially at the end, like when they've got like everybody... Like fighting the this British. Is, we're giving you a lot of spoilers. Let me tell but you. Guys, this is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen. It was awesome. <laughs> it was so stupid. And apparently, but, if you're submerged in tea, it turns you British. Yes. So that was the whole master plan is they're going to turn the Americans British by submerging now, them in can, tea. Now, can we take a quick moment? And I apologize to any of the sisters in the leaf in the audience. But where are you Martha Washington's this? cleavage. Martha Washington was stacked. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going? I'm just saying. Oh, man. Being honest. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, and it may be. Guys, seriously, this is the, the it's it's total dumb humor, but it fits us so well. Oh, yeah. And the fact that Jeff is like act, sitting here acting all like, oh, this isn't nearly as funny, blah, 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 blah. It's like, oh, revisionist history and all that. Dude, come on. It was awesome and you know it. It was like it was a Once ludicrous. Upon a Time in Hollywood, but good. It was ludicrous. <laughs> did it, you catch sure, that? I did catch yeah. that. Um, <laughs> yeah, because that was nothing more than like murder revenge fantasy for it was bizarre. Tarantino yeah. against the, you know. Quentin Manson Tarantino family. is all into rewriting history, like in Glorious Bastards. And, yeah. He got in a lot of trouble with Bruce Lee's family about that movie, too. Oh, yeah, he did. Bruce Lee's family did not appreciate it. Did not like the portrayal, no. Uh, Hollywood, yeah. So, uh, well, what was this called again? America, the motion picture. Yeah. Yep. It it ranked up there stupid wise with like Team America. Well, that's the thing. But it was a cartoon. What this was, it was like when you hear the theme song to Team America, you know, the America, fuck yeah. Yeah. You know that? This movie, I feel, encapsulates that attitude. Yes. You know? I was waiting for the Trump banner to come, like, blowing through. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I like that no. But admit it, this was pretty much every rally he had just in, co- in like, comic form. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Benedict Arnold was a werewolf. 
It's a whole thing, guys. It's a whole thing. See, and then you've got the 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 really cool subtle things, like Benedict Arnold's coat. On one side it was blue, but on the other side it was red. Because he was a turncoat, showing yeah. that he was a turncoat. Yep. That you know. So I mean, I'm telling you, there's a lot to this movie. Yeah. It was good. Martha Washington's boobs. Yep. Yeah. Prominent. Prominently displayed. I mean, they were there. They were there. Yeah. Guys, at least go on Netflix and watch the trailer. If you watch the trailer and you're not entertained, <laughs> then either you know what it is what it is. But like, at least do me the favor, watch the trailer. And if you watch the trailer and you have any sort of like, if you like this show, this show, and you watch that trailer, yes. you're gonna want to watch the movie. There I can were, almost guarantee it. There were bits of the Avengers and Star Wars. Yes, there was and some Star Wars mixed it, in. Like it just went everywhere. Yep. Yeah. Can't talk about the Star Wars thing. That's spoiler. No. We've given a few spoilers already. Yeah, not really, but a few. Yeah. But you know. Well, everybody learns Benedict Arnold's a werewolf in the first like five minutes. Yeah, so that that didn't give too much away. No, no. So we didn't even mention Robocop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he's like Robocop like we Mick, can't go into it with like a centaur. We yeah, we can't. Yeah, you, yeah. you'll, you'll give I it away. I would say I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. So anyway, so movie review, America, America, the motion picture, two thumbs up from me. Oh God, it was so fucking stupid. But oh, it was entertaining. There you go. That's all that yeah, matters. In a, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. America. Well, one America. One America. One America. One America Street. <laughs> anyway, again, watch it. You'll get that reference. Yes. Yes. Oh, so what Let, you... Okay, and that's the that's the thing. We need you to call in to the Ask the Boys hotline and let us know if you're on my side on this that okay, it was amusing but just fucking stupid or if you're on Nick's side that, you know, America. America. It was good. Yep, let us know. I enjoyed if it. If you bother to watch it, you should. So Jeff, what are you getting on the uh, Diesel Crucible? It is a peppery little cigar. Yep, I'm still in the first <laughs> third here. The pepper just continues. Um, I I actually exhaled, and it blew back, and I inhaled it, and that was a bad idea. Is a this bad is not idea. a cigar you want to inhale. No. Not unlike the digger. No. So there's been a ton of news from PCA. Mm-hmm. And I won't lie, the FOMO is real. I know, and but dude, we couldn't. We couldn't. Swing I know. I know. The I, money. No, the time. there's a lot of reasons yeah. why I could not go to PCA. But I. But. But yes, I do feel like I missed out. So I'm not. You know, it is what it is. But um, I do want to give a shout out to our friends at JC Newman and our friends at Crux. Yep. Because both of them won best booth in their specific size. That's awesome. The J.C. Newman folks, they actually recreated the El Rey Low factory. Oh, made out I of saw that. 2,000 um, recycled cardboard pieces. That's awesome. And so their booth was the El Rey Low factory. And they won, I think, best booth in like the large booth category. That's cool. And then Crux Cigars. They won best booth in the uh, small booth category. No, what did they do? I haven't seen they theirs. They just had a really snazzy looking booth. That's cool. It was a really snazzy looking booth. Good deal. And uh, no, it was nice. Yeah, I think but, it's time for three cigars that we've done this week. See, you can't, you can't do that. 
I just did it. No, nah, it happens organically, Jeff. You can't just call for it. It's going to come out of nowhere. Sneak okay. up on you. Okay. Well, let's let's okay. So. And while we're giving out some thanks, I want to thank the fine folks at Drew Estate. Oh, they hooked us up. They sent us a very nice care package with some swag celebrating the 10th anniversary of the Undercrown brand. Um nice uh nice little little bag. Uh, travel humidor, some other swag and whatnot. I'm keeping that Jeff knife. very quickly claimed the uh, cleaver uh, pocket knife. It's nice. It's it's a significant knife. It is. And uh, he also snagged the flask. I did. Because, you know. Well, I thought you kept the flask. No, you kept the, you took the flask. Did I have the flask? Yeah. I don't know. So I need to watch that bottle of tequila. I kept the cutter. Before I did keep the cutter. I want to I watch that bottle of tequila before you go, because... Oh uh, no! I'm, you I'm not that. touching that I don't bottle want you of tequila. That flask before you leave. You know yeah, what I mean. I'm not so, touching that bottle of tequila. Yeah, because uh, anyway. But no, the fine folks at Drew Estate—they're always very nice. They send us. They're good to their like media that. partners. For they sure. are. They are. They're very good to their media partners. Yes. So we we appreciate that. We, we want to give you know a who else is good. Give, give a shout out. Who's that? To their media partners. Who's that? Jerry Tobacco. Well, yeah. Our mobile studio sponsor. Exactly. Aladino currently in the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios out in my driveway. Yeah, they took good care of us as well. And uh, so, oh yeah, well you know who's those good guy? Good oh, guy, yeah, good guy. Yep. They just had a really good trade show too. They were um, even though they've been out for a little bit, they were really pushing the um, the new uh, torpedo size on the Corojo Reserva. Oh, cool. The um, Elegante, the the Lanceros. For the Cameroon in the vintage and the Toro in the vintage. Now, I did not see her, but I'm led to understand or led to believe that Delicia was at PCA. That's what she posted on her Instagram. Now, that may have been our one chance to catch her with a microphone and get her on the show. And let's be real. She probably heard that you and I weren't going to go. And that's when she decided she was going to go. Well, I mean, if I was her, that would have made my decision for me as well. Look, yeah. I mean, I get it. <laughs> hey, the stalkers aren't going to be there. Yeah. I guess whoa, I'll whoa, go whoa, ahead whoa, and go. Whoa, 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 Back up a second. What now? That was plural. It's a mouse in my pocket. Stalkers. I was going to say, I want him known that I'm not involved Look, in this. Look, the only person I've actually stalked is uh, Bob Saget. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And possibly short thick cigars because they won't get back to us. And I want to smoke those Davidoffs. <laughs> You finally named them. Why won't they call us back? I don't we know. We want to give you free time on our show. Well, and a lot of people listen. We'll be really nice to you. Just call us back. It's true. It's true. It's true. They already got the cigar purchase out of you. I know, but think of all the other ones they could get if we review it and like it. And we're going to. I mean, it's going to be a good cigar. You're not going to like it because it's a uh, Connecticut, but I mean, it's it is a, what it it's is. It's a mild Davidoff, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna. But be it's one gonna of those be a good cigar, and I'm gonna rave a, about yeah, it. Yeah, it's not gonna be a bad cigar. It's just gonna be one of those ones. that's gonna be a little too mild for my palate, and it's gonna be like, eh. And I even told worth them the money for me. But I hey, told whatever. the really nice young lady that day running the register when I bought it. Hey, you know, we'd love to get you. On. Oh yeah, just get a hold of us. Yeah, they've ghosted me. And you called them, and she remembered you. Yes, she did remember yep. me. I was in the car for that because I said, "Hey, this is Gator." She goes, "Oh yeah, you're with the podcast." Like, holy crap, she remembered. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. You, I'm you still know, no return call. You can only lead a horse to water. You just can't force him to drink. But then you have to put it down. Oh, my. <laughs> well, then maybe that's what you need to do is put this conversation to rest. Oh, my God. 
Anyway. Oh, Lord. Guess what, motherfucker? Hey, uh, that means it's time So, wait, that's for, how it uh, happens organically? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, that means <laughs> it's time for uh, three cigars that we've smoked and enjoyed this week. So, Jeff, uh, what have you got on deck for for three cigars that you smoked and enjoyed this week? Okay, hold on. Oh, Wait. my God. Really? I tell you this is going to happen, and yet you still aren't ready for it. Can I go then? You go ahead. Fine. My first cigar is one that I had at the Hill the other day, waiting for Strong to get there. It's by Rojas, and it is the Street Taco Toro. It's the uh, the band on it says Barbacoa, but uh, I don't know... Uh, I don't know. It, it was labeled just a street taco mm-hmm. and good cigar. I need to get back to the hill and get some more of those. And um, I th- personally, I think the uh, fine folks from Rojas need to come on the show because we've smoked some other Rojas cigars we have. before. Yep. And they're good. And I think it would be very good to uh, get the folks from Rojas on the show. Okay. Talk then. to them a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that same day that we were at the hill, okay. I had a. Giant Don Diego cigar. Ah. It was like a two-hour-plus smoke. Gotcha. And it was they actually had it on their uh, discount table. Okay. So I hooked hooked myself up with that and grabbed a couple extra of those. Wish I'd got some more. That was really good. Very cool. Well, my next one is one that I uh, smoked the other day when I was laying out my newspaper. I had the uh, it's the EP Carrillo Short Run in the Toro there. Really good cigar. I really enjoyed it. Smoked wonderfully. Um, lasted quite a while. And um, I really liked it. It was a short run from EP Creo. I'm going to double up here on my second and third cigars. Ooh. Because I had two cigars from the same place. A uh, little, little different, but similar. So I was at Eastern Illinois University. Uh, I was wondering if you were yep. going to hit this up. I, was, I am. I was at Eastern Illinois University. I help out every year. Um, minus the COVID year that we all lost, but, um, there's a journalism camp there and I go up and help instruct at that. It's a high school journalism camp. They had kids there from Texas and California from all over the country. Dear God, the last thing in the world anybody should be doing is letting you get around high school students. I'm very influential. impressionable minds. I'm very influential. That's the problem. When it comes to journalism. You're very influential. You, you even know this. I've been the guest speaker. At, like, conferences. It's sick. It really is sick. I'm inspirational. I don't know about that, buddy. Okay. So, while I'm there, I stopped by the Indigo Cigar Company, mm-hmm. which is in Charleston, Illinois. And, guys, if you're ever anywhere near Charleston, Illinois, go stop by the Indigo Cigar Company. It's right on the square with the courthouse. Yeah. It's kind of on, I believe, don't hold me to this, but I believe it's on the northeast corner. And the the gentleman, right. yeah, 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 the gentleman that owns it rolls his own cigars. Yep. He has a humidor with some other sticks and whatnot. It's small. Yeah. I mean, his selection of like other cigars is pretty small. Yeah. But you're, you're going there for his stuff. Oh, absolutely. And, and his stuff is good. I got, I actually got you a couple. Oh, that's nice. I did. I got you some sticks that you would like. But on the way home, you uh, on the three-hour drive. Well, I smoked the ones I got. <laughs> I, I got myself his Connecticut, which I really, really like. And I smoked one of those. And I also smoked a Candela mm. that he had. And those were my two cigars driving home yesterday from uh, Eastern Illinois University. Well, look at you with the uh, 
with the uh, experimentation on the Candela. I know. There. I was. I took it up a notch. So okay. I've got you a Habano and a Maduro um, for you to try. He didn't have any barber poles made up this time. He usually has some barber poles that I snag a couple of. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's always got a good deal. He, it's like five cigars for thirty bucks or something. And yeah. So I I actually uh, got. Now he just makes robustos. What size does he make? I I think they're I think they're all robustos. I was say, yeah. I remember they're yeah. kind of smaller cigars. Yeah. But uh, you know, because that's the mold he's got. But well, exactly. Yeah. And uh, but they're good cigars. I know he sells a ton of them till you know for like golf events and things like that. Yeah. People come in and just you know buy them by the. You know, 20, 30, 40, 50 cigars mm-hmm. for those kind of events. So, yeah, if you ever get a chance, go by there and support him. He's a good local guy. And it's a comfortable little place to sit and chill it really and have is. a cigar. Yeah, it yeah. really is. It's a nice little place he's got. Does he get much in the way of uh, college business? I, he, okay. I know with the whole age increase and everything. I have talked to him about that in the past. He used to, for a hot minute, he had a really... Like booming business with the hookahs. Ah, they they were popular for about a minute and a half. Okay, and I know he had a lot of college kids coming in and doing that. Have you ever done hookah? I have not. I have, and it is a lot of fun. It's a very social thing to do. Okay, so um, I don't think it's quite as relaxing as say smoking cigars. Mm-hmm. It's a different experience, but it's a fun experience. But uh, so that was when he was big with the college kids. Now, like I said, I think it's mainly just locals or maybe some professors, things like that. But yeah, really good guy, local shop. You know, obviously we want you to support the local brick and mortars. So ran into, and I ran into a gentleman while we were out doing our uh, journalism escapades and I ran into a really nice gentleman. His wife is one of the, or one of the uh, instructors there at Eastern and he was sitting out by the spillway. They have this gorgeous lake. Um, that's just a little bit south of Charleston okay. and it's just beautiful out there. And they they have like a spillway that wraps around from the lake and you know, the water's pouring over the dam. It's just gorgeous. And he was sitting there smoking a cigar and I hate to admit this. I even went over, asked him what he was smoking, talked to him about it, but I've slept since then and I cannot for the <laughs> life of me remember the cigar, but it, it was a dark cigar. You'd have been proud of him because it was a good, like, you know, meaty cigar. It was okay. It would have been too much for me. Let's put it that way. Well, yeah. But he's sitting there, fired that thing up, and I walked over and said, dude, I got to ask, you know, what are you smoking? And we got to talking. We sat and talked for quite a while. It's good. And he, uh, Once you know, again, cigars bringing people together. Oh, it does. And we talked about that. They're the great equalizer. And, you know, this is, this is probably, he would have probably never walked over and talked to me. I probably would have never walked over and talked to him if we had just passed, you know, like in a store or something like that. But when you see a cigar, you got to ask about the cigar. You do. And we sat down, we talked forever, and he could not be nicer, told me he was going to listen to the show and, you know, give us give us some, uh, you know, critiques and things on oh, it. Oh, so God. I can't wait to uh, see if he listens in. <laughs> but yeah, could not have been a nicer guy and just, you know, just salt of the earth. We had a good time. Very cool. Well, my last cigar is uh, the, uh, I had an eight, I had a, a I revisited the 2019 cigar of the year from Cigar Aficionado. Okay. I actually fired this guy up. It's um it's the Aging Room Quattro Nicaragua, okay? Oh, okay. But this one's different. Why? This is the Figurado size that you and I were given by uh Rafael Nodel at oh, TPE. Yeah. And so I fired that up and enjoyed that. And I'll tell you, you know, I know in the past you and I have talked on the show about 
that specific cigar and it's it's winning of the cigar of the year and how like it's a good cigar but is it cigar of the year and yeah. all that and whatever else uh, you know look I, I probably i i say that and i have never once been able to come up with an alternative that should have won it's over true. it it's you true. know so maybe i just need to stop harping on that you know but i'll say this good cigar yeah really good cigar so whether or not it was cigar of the year, man, eh, that's that's up for debate. You know, we can. It's kind of one of those things. You know, when when AFI came out with their top one hundred movies and Citizen Kane was number one, it's kind of one of those like, is it number one? You know, you can debate yeah. that amongst your friends. I've never seen it. Citizen Kane, never. You'd like it. It's a newspaper movie. I know it is. William Randolph Hearst yes, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of a takeoff of his life. And yeah. There's a lot of history to that. Like Hearst hated the movie and and had all of really? his movie reviewers in his newspapers just dog on it to kill it because he disliked it so much. Really? Yeah. That movie actually was a bomb when it came out because Hearst like helped kill it mm-hmm. and it got notoriety later. Power of the press. But um you know, but the maybe point- not in a good way. But it, I mean, but it kind of goes into the whole like you know you supply uh, the the what is it the you supply the action I'll I'll supply the war kind of deal or whatever you know when uh, I probably should watch this yeah it's a good movie but you know but the point is anytime you start ranking things mm-hmm. it's up for debate and I think that debate's fun. You know, we can all sit around and we can say, ah, you know, it shouldn't have been this. It should have been that. It should have, you know, this should have been higher. That, what the hell is this one not doing on the list? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, I guess maybe that's the way we need to look at the cigar aficionado list is that, you know, it, it's it's all in good fun. It, it does drive sales. I was going to say, and you I say it's all in good fun. It's all in good fun. But, but there's it, money to be made there. there is money yeah. to be made there. And so, you know, that's the important Not by thing. you and me, necessarily. Well, but, no, not yeah. unless the Bishop or the Gator gets made number one. But, well, you know, nobody's going to argue that. Exactly. Yeah. But the point is, um, you know, it it does drive sales. But in, in terms of the consumer looking at it and everything, it's all in good fun and can be debated. But one thing that I will say, that Aging Room Nicaragua... Uh, or Quattro Nicaragua, the the Figurado size, good cigar. Really enjoyed it. Had a good time with it. Very cool. I'm going to mention something about this cigar. Okay. okay yeah. And again, smoking we're smoking the, the Crucible. Diesel Crucible. Yep. I'm having a hard time smoking the cigar and talking. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's the COVID speaking. Maybe I've, you know, been infected with. God, I hope not. God knows which one oh, of the variants. Oh, God, you have the Delta variant. Or the, your, you know. The gamma, maybe I don't know. Get away from me! I'm in the gamma quadrant oh, of the Lord. COVID. But start calling you Janeway. <laughs> don't no. <laughs> I don't even want to be Chicote. So anyway, nobody wants to be Chicote. <laughs> Not even Chicote wanted to be Chicote. Don't call me Tom Paris. The only redeeming thing on that show was seven and nine. But anyway, 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 I digress. God, why so. does it always devolve to Star Trek? <laughs> I love that go we, to. I love that when Noah called in and asked about, you know, if we could if would we do another podcast, what would it be about? And he's like, Can't be Star Trek and it was like and he said that like right after you said Star Trek. <laughs> it just it timed out so beautifully. But oh, anyway. Lordy. So what were, the diesel the diesel crucible, crucible you were talking by AJ Fernandez. Yeah. It is made it very hard for me to talk. Because that pepper is sticking in my throat. It is hanging in the back of the throat. And I'm 
finding myself oh, choked and I'm, coughing. No, guys, you don't even remotely know how much coughing I've actually I'm sure managed you've edited to out, edit yeah. out of this show. Like, but I've, I've drank Jeff, almost all of my tea. And you had a big tea. I had I had a 44-ounce tea. I was like, you had the giant yeah. pain of it's Yeah, it's made it very hard to carry on a conversation. Yeah, you and I are both about, what, halfway? Yeah, and it did it to me on the cold draw. I got choked on the cold draw with this and haven't recovered since. I mean, I could make fun of you for choking on the cold draw, but, you know. I, you know whatever. what? I don't know what I it actually, is. Actually, but in all seriousness, I have seen you doing it more lately. Yes. You're right. You brought that up earlier. It's I've been like the last six months. Choking on the cold draw. Yeah, because you breathe it in, and it's like it takes every ounce of moisture out of my throat. There are some cigars um, and some tobaccos that I notice either create more um, saliva or actually dry your mouth out. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe you're just having a reaction. Maybe maybe it's since, because let's be honest, I had COVID back in September. Maybe it's been since that. You know, maybe it changed something for me. Who knows? That would be an awful ways back. I mean, that would be almost a year ago. She's getting close. Coming up on it. Yeah. I, I, I haven't tracked it to see when it started, but I know it's over the last, you know, while it has become a real present thing for me. Well, let's be real. It's not like you're out exercising and getting your lungs a lot of you know energy and uh, really expanding out the lungs and really working them. Wow. It's true. You've been on the treadmill? I'm just saying, how many miles a day are you running? How, how much, long? You know, okay, whatnot. how long did you have a membership to a gym and never went? Well, thou okay. How many months? Part of that, though, Jeff, was during COVID. No, this was all pre-COVID. That was a whole nother gym. Oh, that was a different gym. <laughs> now, okay, there was a story behind that, too, and you know it. Let's hear it. No, I'm not going to get The parishioners... That. Are looking for answers. Did you just fart again? No, I dropped my phone. Okay, I thought and I, I can't heard, pick it up. Thought I heard you rip one. No, I can. No, if I, you want me, we don't to, need but... any more beefers. We're yeah. good. We're good. <laughs> oh, there it went. Oh God. So, anyway. anyway, no, um, you had a membership, but you were scared to go cancel it. So you just I wasn't paid scared it to go cancel it. What happened was I was getting some personal training that kind of fell apart. And then it was just a matter of... Yeah, because she kicked your ass. She did kick my ass. But um, no, it kind of fell apart. And then it was one of those things where I just never made it by to cancel it. And then I did cancel it. And, there was, and then they didn't want to cancel it. Yeah, then there was drama there. But we got it canceled. It's fine. Yeah. It's all good. And then you bought another membership and never went. Now, in all fairness on that one... <laughs> Yes, I bought it in October, and then March came around and COVID hit. Wait, oh wait, hold on. No, I know they're glossing over that. Five months in between that I did not go. October, November, December. It was like mid October, January, February. Fine, six months. Okay. Anyway, March. Whatever. Point is, no. So I, I didn't go. That's the pot calling the kettle fat. I'm just saying. I understand, but I'm not the one over here hacking up a lung. I'm just I'm I'm, I'm having a dry mouth when I do a cold draw. That's all it is. I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot a lot of other things going on with me too. So, yeah, I'm falling apart. Only one that can I've change also that got is 12 you. years on you. The only one that can change that is you. <sighs> there's no I in team, but there isn't shit. Huh. 
I heard that before. (laughs) (laughs) You've never heard me say that before. Mm -mm. Oh, okay. Something to to brew on there. I'll say, this thing is kicking off a ton Mm -hmm. of smoke. The draw on it is amazing. Yeah, and we have no air movement. There's some. Not enough. No, there's not enough. Yeah, (laughs) it is very stagnant where we are. It's kicking off a ton of smoke. The draw on it has been absolutely amazing. Oh, yeah. Flavor-wise, it is a very peppery cigar. Yeah. Like, on the on the regular see smoke and everything like how that. how somebody that likes a good, peppery, meaty cigar would enjoy the cigar. I like it. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, this, a, is, I'm enjoying this is a you cigar. The, I mean, would I like it as a round? Yes. Oh, God. I'm suffering through a box press, but, it's you Suffering. Know. But it's a good cigar. It is a good cigar. I did have a little bit of a void on the filler. Oh, I haven't um, ran into that at all. And uh, But I smoked past it. It did not cause any sort of a thing. Guys... You know what? Here's another thing for the Ask the Boys hotline, which, by the way, we need your questions. Are you going there? Area code 863-874-0000. Yes, I'm going to go there, Jeff. Okay. So, guys. We've been talking about this privately for a while. Privately for quite some time. Yep. Have you all noticed a lot of voids that appear in the filler tobacco of your cigars lately? Lately. And I, when I say lately, I mean... Post-COVID. Yeah, I'm talking... Eh, quite frankly, as long as maybe eight or nine months. Yeah. Like, I I started noticing it late last year. Yes. Where I would have empty spaces in the middle of my cigar, and it would be difficult to burn. It, it, the draw on it was horrible because, you know, it's not burning right because you're drawing in so much air through that void yep. and everything like that. And, and then it gets all gnarly and, and tarry and end. weird, yeah. and you're like... You know, you're bur- you're having to hit it with a lighter in order to speed up the burning process to get yeah. to the end of the void and all this. I have noticed, and, and uh, it's not one brand. It no. has been across the board a number of brands, including some very big, well-known brands. Some bra- There's at least one brand that I will not name. I'm not naming any brands. Yeah. But there's at least one brand that they pride themselves on their construction their lack of customer complaints, and that they draw test every single cigar. Yeah. And. Well, it's pretty obvious who that is. No, it's not. There's a lot of companies that talk about draw testing their cigars and things like that. Um, I can think of at least three off the top of my head. Okay. But the point is, there have been a number of construction issues. I've had cigars on the show that I fought with. Yes, you and have. And didn't understand why, and I'm and then, having trouble keeping this And then lid all of a and... sudden, you get past, you get to the start of the void. There's a hole. And there's a gigantic crater in yep. the middle of the cigar. And that's when you're like, well, I know what that was. Now, okay, so I'm mentioning that it's post-COVID because it has been. What I'm wondering is, is it a roller issue that maybe when they first got back after the COVID stoppage, they weren't quite up to speed yet and had to get back in the groove and were experiencing some of those cigars. Is it an issue where there's new people rolling that maybe weren't before, you know, to yeah. fill in gaps? Or is it what uh, our our friend Dave has talked about this before, that this can happen? Did some of that tobacco settle a little too long and became dead tobacco? Uh, the Well, I don't think it became dead tobacco because there was just no tobacco there. I mean, there are holes, dude. It's yeah. not a matter of like. But, but it's when like, you say there's holes, is it? Did it just like flash no, burn? It's not going to do that. I mean, you sure? I don't think so. But what I will say is this: I think it's probably 
a combination of a couple of those things. I think you probably have look, a lot of these factories have an unlimited roller um work schedules. Yeah. You know, because uh, a lot of the South American countries yeah. have limited um, you know, how many people can be in the room. Twenty five percent, fifty percent workforce yeah. kind of things. Um, so you've got less people cranking out more cigars because there are more cigars uh being consumed at least in the United States but worldwide. Yeah. And um you know it's one of those And there are numbers to back that there up. There are numbers yeah. to back that up. These you know we're in a you know I mean I I think it's safe to say that we are in somewhat of a of a cigar boom. I don't want to necessarily call it the covid boom or whatever you want to call it, but I do think we're in a cigar boom. And it's one of those things where these companies are having to crank this stuff out. Yeah. And I'm kind of wondering if maybe some of it's being cranked out too quickly to where there's some quality control issues. Again, we are talking about hand-rolled, handmade products. Yes. So you're going to have issues once in a while. But I'll tell you, there's been a couple of cigars. There's at least one type of cigar, one brand, one specific type of cigar that I can tell you that consistently, for at least two months, every time I smoked it, I had one of these issues. Wow. And it got to the point that I stopped smoking it, and I haven't gone back to it because... I was buying it, and it was not a cheap cigar. It was like a $14 cigar. Yeah. And every time I smoked it, I, I inevitably hit some sort of a weird burn issue that turned out to be a void in the tobacco. Yeah. And and it's a big company. Let's put it this way. It's one of the big four that didn't go to PCA. Yeah. I'm not going to say which one, but it's one of the big four that didn't go to PCA. And I would have hoped that they would have had some quality control to... Uh, you know, and it avoid may, this problem. It may but, just you know, be an issue where is. demand is too high and they've got to get them out. Well, and you know, let's talk about demand for a minute because this actually kind of dovetails into another topic that I that I would like to explore further down the road. I think this is one that I think we need to have a guest on to kind of like really talk about it with us and everything. Um, and it's a matter of finding the proper manufacturer that's willing to be transparent about it. Yeah. But think about this. We're having, in some cases, some companies are having shortages. Now, no manufacturer is going to come onto this show and say, no. I'm having a shortage issue. Why would they? Yeah. They're not. Well, we've asked. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we've had, you know, uh, manufacturers on during COVID and whatnot, you know, we've asked flat out, are you going to be seeing any shortages? To a T, every one of them, you know, by and large said no. But um, but privately, they are concerned about shortages. Yeah. And Well, and you know why. Well, yeah, because there's more cigar smokers consuming right now. There's less rollers available And the last thing it. you want is your product not to be available. Precisely. And someone go to something else, find it, like it, or, and move on. Or... The retailer's sitting there with a, sh- a shelf full of empty boxes that he can't get refilled. Yeah. And then, hey, here comes this brand who walks in the door and says, hey, um, we have a great product. We have product available for you right now. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and give us some shelf space and we will provide you some cigars. And you know what that retailer's going to do? He's going to look at that empty shelf and, and say, fill it up. you know what? I got space right there. Yep. Because every inch of shelf space that's empty is money that he's not making. Yeah. You know? So I get it. 
Um, well, it's just like we talk about in, in the newspaper industry. Yep. If you own a printing press and it's not on and running, it's costing you money. Precisely. And that's what that dead shelf space is doing to these retailers. I try to make sure that on every page of my newspaper, I have an advertisement. Mm-hmm. There is no page of my newspaper that doesn't have an advertisement because every page has to pay for itself. Yeah. And I have weeks where I can't get all the news into the paper because I cannot justify adding more pages because yeah. I don't have ads for them. And it sucks, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, so it's the same concept. Now, where I'm getting at is, or my point that I wanted to circle on and I wanted to talk about for a brief minute. And like I said, I want to get, I want to see if we can track down an expert that can maybe really dive into this deeper with us. But the quote unquote new world cigars. Yeah. In other words, non Cubans. Yeah. They're making a real big push in the foreign markets. Real big oh, good push point. in the foreign markets. And if you are a company that's already struggling to maintain the accounts that you have in the United States for various reasons, but then you're going out to the foreign markets yeah. and you're expanding out in the foreign the markets. The Europe's and whatnot, yeah. How are you then providing cigars for them as well as your accounts in the United States? Yeah. And I think the unfortunate answer to that is... You know, maybe some people are going to get shorted. Now, well, the because they're is, all scared of missing out on the new market. Precisely, I get that. I get that because again, shelf space is limited, and in the foreign markets, you are also competing with Cubans. Yeah, you know, and whatever else. Now, this then leads to, like I said, shortages, and I just I don't know. I, I I'd be curious to know where the rationale is on on that because if we're already facing some potential shortages for the U.S. market, and then you see massive expansion in the foreign markets, who's getting screwed? Yeah. You know? And and look, I can understand why manufacturers would want to expand out foreign. Yeah. Not only is it a new market, new smokers, expand your pie, but also, let's be real, you had the FDA breathing down the neck of the cigar companies. They were looking for new revenue sources. And yep. the FDA was looking to crack down. And look, guy, these manufacturers, every one of them were saying, okay, if I can't expand any further in the United States, if what I have in the United States is capped at whatever due to the FDA, yeah. to whatever degree, or maybe not capped, but at least severely hindered, hindered yeah. and handicapped to be able to expand Kneecapped tra- almost. dramatically, yeah. where can I then continue to expand and bring in new people? Yeah. The foreign markets. Yeah. You know? True. And so I, so I don't blame them for thinking, you know, go across into Europe and, and the Middle East and wherever else. But I will say, you know, when your local shop is ordering 20 boxes and gets four and the rest of them are continually on back order, yeah, you know, it's kind of one of those things where you say, okay, your local shop's getting, getting you know, 20% of what they ordered, but then on the flip side, you're seeing – you know, this brand X expanding and opening up maybe lounges or doing whatever over in Europe. It's kind of one of those things where you say, well, wait a minute. Yeah. Why is my local guy getting screwed? But yet, you know, they're getting what they need over in, you know, France and England and whatever else. Yeah. You know, and I, and I would hope that the manufacturers are not making sure to supply the online guys at the cost of the local brick and mortars too. On the flip side though, Let's be real. They make a lot of money on those online. They do. Guys. I know. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's a tricky situation, you know. Um, I can tell you with my hand to God, okay? Yep. I have not ordered any cigars online from any of the big, you know, I won't name them, but any of the big cigar retailers online, okay, since we started this podcast. Yeah, I... I had prior to that. I was going to say, I know when when I first got into it... We, we got hooked on the that? auctions for a while. That was around Christmas of 2019, right? Yes. Maybe 18. It, it was, was before it was, it was before the show. Maybe it was 18. It was 18. Yeah. Because you and I went out to Vegas in July of 18. You're right. It was Christmas around yep. 18. You, we were doing the auctions and all that kind of stuff. But um, we had some quality, quality issues, issues yeah. that came out. You know, and that, and let's be honest. And- we got to know some of our local retailers. Uh-huh. You know, Riverman, Lit here in St. Louis. Um, you know, the, the, oh, the, the cigar hill. barn down in Paducah, the hill. Yep. And, you know, and let's be honest, we used to go to Tinderbox a lot. We haven't been there in a while. There's reasons there in Fairview Heights, but we got to know some of our local retailers and we got to thinking, you know, if I'm going to buy a cigar, I'm going to buy from these guys. Mm-hmm. And I, I can honestly tell you, I have stuck to that. I have as well. The, uh, only place that I have bought any cigars online since we've started the uh, uh, podcast would be two guys, which I don't which necessarily. Which is a brick and count. mortar. I, I say it's an online component of the brick and mortar. It's it's it's. I feel as though it's essentially the same thing as ordering um, cigars from Dan at Riverman yeah. by phone because you're supporting you know, a brick and mortar. You're still supporting a brick and mortar. Yeah, and uh, Nick over at my monthly cigars. Yeah. I, I bought one box, one. One box? One or two boxes. I know you've gotten a couple of gift certificates, too. I, yeah, and I have bought a couple of gift certificates, like, for my dad and whatever else yeah. through uh, through my monthly well, cigars. And, but... and, you know, again, Nick's a, a small guy. Exactly. You know, he's not some guy with a big giant well, and, warehouse. You know, and, and let's be real. Yeah. Nick, you know, he owns um, an online, you know, component and everything. But, uh, you know, I'd say that he um, he also... Is a big uh, supporter of his uh, of his brick and mortars. Yeah, you know, for example, just the other day, he popped into his uh, his home location. It was uh, the and I want to give a shout out here. It's the Brunswick location, Brunswick, Ohio, of Havana's Choice Cigars. And while he was in there, take a look at what was on display right by the register. Uh-huh. And they, thank you for that. They have one of our cigar pulpit stickers right there on display. Right next to the register. Um, they didn't you know, cut the pulpit off of it like that place anymore. They Ebor. did not cut the pulpit or where you can listen Still to it. Still bitter off the about place that. Ebor. But yeah, so I mean, you know, Nick, uh, you know, it's one of those things. Nick has an online component. But realistically, he's still a big fan of the brick and mortars and still yeah. supports them. So, you know, and that's important. But anyway, I don't know. That's that's a couple of different topics. And like I said, I want to expand further on that one about uh, – Expansion into foreign markets versus, yeah. you know, what it does to the American market. Um, but I want to see, we need to find somebody that's more of an expert on that. And and that's going to be a It is going to be a hard one because yeah. let's be real. No manufacturer is going to want to talk about, you know, yeah, I'm throttling back a little bit on what I have available for the States because I have to make it available for overseas. You know, I mean, I get it. It's a business move, yep. but I don't know. It's and be from that standpoint, I understand it. Yeah. You know. 
may may not agree with it, but I totally understand it. Well, it'd be one thing if you were expanding your your rolling capabilities to bring on new markets mm-hmm. to where there's no slowdown in the American market, and then at the same time you're now bringing on more rollers to expand into the foreign markets. Well, and, and but, not, not to go too far off in the weeds here. You know, PCA just happened. We were at a TPE a couple of months ago, mm-hmm. and you were at TPE two years ago. Last year. Yeah, there was a void in there with COVID. No, it was January 2020. Oh, that's right. You were Wait, there right the, before. It was the last thing before COVID hit. And you yeah. said at that one, like, they were shoveling cigars at you to try and have on the they show. They were. They were. Um, and I brought back wasn't... As, No, I brought back as many samples last year as I did this year with you. Yeah. And I remember saying at the 2020 show, if you would have come with me, we would have come back with twice as many cigars. Yeah. But because of the fact that I went by myself, I got what I got. You and I both went this year, and we still came back with probably about the same amount. Yeah. But um, so, and, and whereas, think, la- whereas last year it was, hey, here's a pack. It contains one of everything that's in our line. Yeah. Give it a try. This year it was, hey, here's a cigar. Yeah. And I think it was a little bit more limited because, let's be real, I think the supply is a little bit more Well, limited. and I don't think the deals were as prevalent because, again, that I don't if know. they're having a shortage, I've heard that from retailers. Okay. If they're having a shortage on cigars, they're not going to be apt to do as many deals on them because it kind of is what it is. And if you want them, take them because somebody else is going exactly. to. Exactly. Yeah. So, I don't know. There's definitely a lot of foot right now in the cigar industry. There is. Yeah. There is. So. Well, as we. Uh, well, look at that. That was actual cigar talk. Who knew? I know, right? So, as we get down to the. Uh, I'm, on, I'm nubbing this. I've you been are nubbing a lot this. faster I am in you. the. I, I actually did have to touch it up uh, briefly, not because of any sort of burn issues, but because I was talking too much. It kind of it again, we're smoking the diesel crucible by diesel uh, crucible, a, a collaboration with AJ Fernandez. Indeed, yep. I'm in the final and third of the cigar. I say we do a retro hail here. Okay, we'll do a retro hail, and then we'll get to uh, Broccoli Rob's final third cigar segment. There you go. Let's okay. do this. So let's do a retro hail. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's pepper. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's peppery. That is uh, that is peppery. That is a strong, strong pepper on the yeah. retro hail. I mean, does not surprise me in the least because it is a strong pepper on the actual smoking. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that is a strong pepper on the retro hail. I say before we do uh, broccoli segment, let's go ahead and have Pinky do the ad for uh, my monthly cigars. Sounds like a plan. This would normally be the time that I give some information about My Monthly Cigars, but I've hired that out this week, so take it away. My Monthly Cigars is a premium cigar subscription service. It comes in a variety of different size boxes at affordable prices. Use offer code PULPIT and get free shipping on your first box and 20% off any items in the online store at MyMonthlyCigars.com. That's offer code PULPIT. Thanks! She missed her calling. She should have been in radio. She's got the voice. I think she likes it. She does like it. But but yeah, she should be on like a morning show in St. Louis. There you go. I would say that all day long. Well, there you go. Well, why don't we hear from our man Broccoli Rob with his uh, final third Friday review. It's time for final third Friday with my man Broccoli Rob. Happy Friday, my friends. This is your man, Brock, hanging out here at the Final Third Cigar Deck Lounge. And today I'm smoking the Aladino Corojo Reserva Number no. 4 for the Final Third Friday Cigar of the Week. 
Aladino is a brand made by JRE Tobacco, which was founded by Julio and Justo Aroa. The Aroa family has their hands in all aspects of cigar manufacturing, from growing their beautiful tobacco to displaying their finest blends in your local shop. JRE Tobacco is known for their outstanding and authentic Corojo, making some of the best blends utilizing this crop to shop operation. If you have yet to try the Corojo by the Aroas, you absolutely need to get out and try some today. You will not be disappointed. The Corojo Reserva No. 4 is a full-body, complex Honduran Puro, constructed from wrapper to filler with Honduran Corojo made by the Aroas. The No. 4 is a 5x44 Corona, solid triple cap, perfect for any cut you choose. The construction is beautiful with a matte brown Corojo wrapper that was near perfect, and even a bit toothy. The cold draw has notes of cinnamon spice and mild cocoa. Upon light up, the burn was even and tons of smoke developed. And now onto the flavor notes. Buckle up! The first third has notes of bitter dark chocolate, earth, wheat toast, and black pepper lingering on the palate and through the retrohale. Really nice start so far. The second third got interesting with the same wheat toast, light earth, bitter dark chocolate, and light spice. But with the retrohale, I picked up light sassafras root and roasted nut. That took me a minute to figure out, but that flavor note is one note that I really enjoy. I've always enjoyed a good sassafras tea. Into the final third, another new note came forward in a big way. Buttered toast. Where it was simply toast in the first two thirds, a nice, rich, buttery note was added to the toast. Had me craving some good old buttered white toast after that cigar. Still had the same note of sassafras, but in addition to baking spices, light roast coffee, and a similar note of sassafras and black pepper lingering on the palate and through the retrohale. Wow, what an incredible journey on this cigar. As you may know, I always sing the praises of the Cameroon, but this Corojo Reserva is a fantastic cigar as well. This cigar really showcases what the Aroas do at their factory and farm, and definitely a cigar that you got to get out and try. After a truly enjoyable experience, one I wished would not end, I gave the JRE Tobacco Aladino Corojo Reserva No. 4 a final third cigar rating of 95. The number 4 Corona is only available one time per year, so if you see these in your local shop, grab as many as you can. You will love them. Once they are available again, we will be offering these in our humidor at the Smoke Pit. Also, Dan at the Riverman Cigar Company has all the Aladinos, and you can get those there, I'm sure, at any time. You can follow me on Instagram, at Final Third Cigar, and also check out FinalThirdCigar.com for full reviews of cigars and other cigar-related content. Have a great week, and remember to relax, stay smoky, and enjoy each cigar you smoke down to the rock. Until next week, cheers. I can't wait to see him this weekend. I know. It's going to be so much fun. By the time this episode drops, well, this episode will drop on Friday. Yep. And he'll be in Friday evening. There you go. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a fun weekend. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Good time. So, Nick, how do folks reach out to us on the socials? We are available on Instagram at The Cigar Pulpit, as well as at Naked Gator, N-E-K-K-I-D Gator. You know it's my page. And then we're also on Facebook, where we have the Cigar Pulpit Parishioners Group. Fun group of people. Everybody's been throwing in their... uh, 
their cigars that they're smoking, making fun of us a little bit. A lot of play you on know. your kilt. A little bit. Yeah, a lot of play on the a kilt. A little bit. Yeah. And, um, you know. Then well, uh, thank you for not wearing it today. I mean, yeah, I'm just chilling. Yeah, I appreciate it. Okay. Then we're also on uh, Twitter, we're on YouTube, we're at CigarPulpit.com. And then, guys, we need your questions for Ask the Boys. Um, Keep in mind, this weekend, we are going to be recording the episode for Tuesday with Broccoli Rob. We're going to be recording that on Saturday sometime. So get us your call Friday. So, you know, you got a limited window here. Today. Yeah, I was going to say, this episode drops on Friday. You pretty much have today. So get your questions in for Ask the Boys at area code 863-874-0000. Get your questions in, and, you know, Broccoli Rob will be on the show to answer them with us. So Our man Brock. So get your questions in and, uh, you know, ask us anything. There you go. So uh, final thoughts on the diesel crucible? Um, I'm done with mine. I say you are done with yours. I'm in the final third. I like it. It's a good cigar. Um, it is fairly one note in terms of uh, flavor note. It's just a pepper bomb, I think. Yeah. Um, the pepper was really, really strong in the very, very beginning, and then ramped back kind of, up, kind of uh, tapered off a little bit. But over the bo- over the course of the cigar, it has ramped back up to where now that I'm in the final third, it's just it's just lingering on the palate, man. It's just hanging in the back of the throat, lingering yeah. on the palate. The tongue is tingling again. It um, made it hard for me to talk on the show. It's yeah. a good cigar. Draw is fantastic. I, I, I'm i loving the draw on this cigar. You did a, uh, pro- I did a V cut. I did a straight, and both of them were great. The uh, smoke production on this thing's been great. The burn line has been absolutely impeccable. I mean, my God, dude. It. I don't know the last time I've had this straight of a burn line going on a cigar. I mean, there's no variation to it at all. Good deal. So, realistically, I have only really good things to say about the Diesel Crucible. There you go. And, you know, it's funny you say that because on box presses, yeah, I find I have issues more often than not. Every Yeah, what I end up with is where maybe you get, like, wind flow or something like that to where, like, one... And, and of course, it catches that flat edge of yeah. the cigar, you know, and so what you end up with is maybe the top is burning a little quicker than the bottom, and, you know, you've got to rotate that cigar around yeah. in order to burn it a little evenly. Um but yeah, by and large, I am not having any. No, nope, I didn't have any as well whatsoever nope. with this cigar. It's really good. Well, good deal. Well, so, guys, it has been another sermon from the cigar pulpit. It has, and uh, like I said, I just want to reemphasize: you have today to get your questions in for uh, Tuesday's show with Broccoli Rob. So make sure you give the uh, pulpit hotline a call at area code eight six three eight seven four zero 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 zero. Otherwise. This has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. Stay safe and stay smoky. I'm Nick. I'm Gator. And yes, everyone should stay (laughs) safe and stay smoky. Nick just spit on me. I didn't hit you. (laughs) I got to get going, man. Your mosquitoes are trying to carry me off. All right. Well, have fun. See ya.